Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Just in case you are wondering, today is the real Pentecost Sunday. Last week, Erica got the bulletin already. And she said, it's Pentecost, you know. And I verified that it was. We were both wrong. So, just to keep us humble, it's Pentecost part two today. (laughs) Pentecost Sunday. We celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. We read about that in Acts chapter 2. Well, this morning, we're in Ezekiel chapter 37. Because we read about the Holy Spirit in Ezekiel chapter 37. So I encourage you to turn your Bibles there. most famous, most well-known prophecy, the Valley of the Dry Bones. Would you stand as we read verses 1 through 14? Ezekiel, chapter 37, verse 1. upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley it was full of bones he led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley bones that were very dry Except in the Lord. We were dead. 
the Lord asked me, verse 3, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And as Christians, believers in Christ, how did we come to life when we heard in the word of the Lord and believed in the word and believed in Jesus as our one and only Savior? Verse 5. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And I was as I was prophesying, there was a noise. Now imagine you're there in this valley. <laughs> imagine these noises. A rattling sound as the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. There wasn't anything those bodies could have done on their own, was there? To make them alive. They needed the breath of God. Then the Lord said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, Son of Man, and say to it, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as He commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the house, the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. And that's what we are, separated by God because of sin, cut off. Verse 12, therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. O my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. That's Ephesians chapter 2, baby. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you 
will live. He may be seated. Lord, thank you for your spirit. Thank you that we live by your spirit. Thank you for the life that we have by your spirit. The life on this earth that produces the fruit of the spirit. May that fruit be alive and well in us, Lord. But that's a totally different message. Today, Jesus, we thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for giving us life. For filling us to the max. For all that you do in and through us. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you didn't notice in that last verse of Ezekiel, the Spirit gives life. The Spirit gives life, and the Spirit sustains life. We see that all the way back to the beginning, back in Genesis. We saw it in Ezekiel 37. How many times did you see the word breath? And after that, life. When God created physical life, He breathed the breath of life into every living creature and into us. Genesis chapter 1, verse 30, and chapter 2, verse 7. I like how Job puts it. In Job chapter 33, verse 4, he says this, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. And then consider death, because death's a part of life. What does the Bible say when people die? Well, you look in the beginning. In Genesis, it said Abraham breathed his last. Think about Jesus. When Jesus was on the cross and he died, you go to Mark and Luke and those Gospels tell us that Jesus breathed his last. He breathed his last. You go to Matthew and John and we're told that he gave up his spirit. It's all connected. Breath, our spirit. God is the author of life physically and spiritually and the Holy Spirit has a role in all of it. Jesus said so. John chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, turn there. John 
chapter 3. Verse 3, Jesus says this, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born again when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one, he's pretty clear there, isn't he? No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised am I saying you must be born again. The wind, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you could cannot tell where it goes, where it comes from, or where it's gone. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit plays a role in our salvation. It's the Holy Spirit that goes before. That's what Pastor Newell was talking about last week, that prevenient grace that goes before. The Holy Spirit works in our lives, helps us to understand the salvation that we need. And then we say yes to that, to the work that Jesus did for us on the cross so that we can be born again and made right with God through his shed, on the, his shed blood on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. That must have been good. I got the alert. So that's it. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit pulls. The Holy Spirit prods. The Holy Spirit prompts. The Holy Spirit woos us. And that's different than what we did with our sweethearts, guys. But similar, the Holy Spirit draws us close into relationship with God. Because the Holy Spirit is God.
but not to effort. There's nothing we can do to earn our salvation. Nothing. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. But there's got to be some kind of effort in our relationship every day. Effort. We pursue Him. We pursue what pleases Him, not what pleases us. That's a different message than we get outside the church, isn't it? We pursue what pleases Him. Then we come to find out that what we're doing, what pleases Him, brings us ultimate joy. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Paul talks about this. And we sang about it. The freedom we have in Him. And we have to choose to use our freedom for good. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 13. you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. I'm going to stop there and preach a message I wasn't planning to preach. Because I've made an observation as a preacher of the division that the the enemy's trying to weasel into the church. And I need the church to be aware of it. Not because of me, but because it causes people biting and devouring one another. And it's politics. And I'm not going to say one side or the other. I'm going to say both sides. Because I've observed both sides Involved in biting and devouring one another within the church, within our own denomination, both sides being preached. And the problem is that's being preached and not Christ crucified. There we found the problem. Church, we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ risen from the dead. We preach Christ sent the Holy Spirit and that's who we follow. That's whose kingdom we live for.
16. So I say, live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with one another. So that you not do what you want. Do you ever get frustrated with your walk? You feel like you can't do what you want to do? Yeah. Paul gives us the solution to that. Live by the Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And I appreciate how Paul points out the obvious. The acts of the sinful nature, verse 19, are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, or debauchery, tomato, tomato. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. That might be the one that everybody struggles with the most. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy drunkenness, orgies, and the like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not enter the kingdom of heaven. But many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? But they still lived with selfish ambition. What they had to preach, the point they had to make, was more important than Christ crucified. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And that's the one that I struggle with the most because I've seen people who call themselves Christian on both sides be unkind. But kindness is fruit of the Spirit. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Man, I don't like laws. I don't like putting signs up. You know, I better not go down this path. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. If you get anything from this morning's message, get this motto because it's the theme of the message throughout this morning. Die to self. Live by the Spirit. Seven words to live by. Die to self. Live by the Spirit.
We crucified the sinful nature. How did Paul put it? I am crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live, but Christ in me. Die to self, live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. Reagan had marching band this week. Anybody here ever do marching band? I played the mellophone. That's the marching French horn. And marching band. And I remember how difficult it was to learn how to march. When you're first learning, especially, it's easy to get out of step. Man, we marched all over the streets of Westover, West Virginia. All the back back streets of that little town. And our band director, Mr. Buck, he would make cars wait until we passed. Sometimes we would move over. But it was tough learning how to get in step. But you know, it helped to look over at others to see them, the ones who were in the right step, getting it. And then we found that as we learned to keep in step, it helped us when we played the music. It helped us be in the right place in the music. Do you see where I'm going with all this? We keep in step with the Spirit. Oftentimes, people say yes to Jesus, then they find out it's not easy. We have a role in discipling those believers and encouraging them and living a life by the Spirit so they can keep in step. Not that we're perfect, but that's why we have the Holy Spirit. When we get out of step, it's like that band director that helps us get back in step. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit 
to fill us so that we can live for Him. Would you bow your heads in prayer with me? Lord, we thank You for this life. This life on earth with all of its blessings. This life that You created and that we now share in. And we thank You for the life of Christ. His message, His teaching, His death on the cross, His being buried, His rising again, His ascension into glory with You, and His sending the Holy Spirit to fill us. And Lord, if there's anybody who hears my voice this morning, who feels your spirit tugging on their hearts to be born again spiritually. May they say this morning, yes, I believe, and I need my sins forgiven, and I need to be made right with you, God. And I repent and turn from my sin. Forgive me, Lord. Come into my heart and my life today. And that's just the beginning. We're born again. And then, Lord, you've sent the Holy Spirit to fill us, to sustain us. And, oh, Jesus talks about in John 15 and 16 all that the Holy Spirit does for us. He comforts us. He sustains us. He guides us. He directs us. And, Lord, my prayer is that all of us would be filled with all the fullness you have for us so that others can see and know that there's a Savior who loves them and draws them close to live for them, for Him. And Lord, may we say yes to you every day and all that you have for us. We love you, Lord, and thank you for this life. Bless each one, I pray, wherever you send us as we live for you. And Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.